Hello, and thank you for listening to the Evokwe Siamo Meatball and Spaghetti Podcast. Today, we have as our guest, Rebecca Bauman. Rebecca is an associate professor of Italian at the Fashion Institute of Technology, SUNY, where she also teaches in the Department of Film, Media, and Performing Arts. She's published essays and book chapters on Italian melodrama, masculinity in Italian cinema, and mafia movies in such publications as the Journal of Italian Cinema, and Media Studies, and Italian Studies. She is Film and Digital Media Reviews Editor for the Italian American Review and is Chair of the Columbia Seminar in Modern Italian Studies. Please join me in welcoming Rebecca Bauman to our show. Rebecca, so so great to uh, to we've been talking about this for a while. So thank you so much for for joining the uh, the Bunque Siamo Meatball and Spaghetti podcast. Uh, you're now one of the uh, uh, I don't know whether it's victims or you're one of the participants. So welcome. <laughs> thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, well, it's it's really an honor to have uh, you, and it's it's been great to to talk to experts and writers and. Um, uh, professors in different fields. It's been great fun for me. So one thing I think would be interesting just to start, um, we met at the conference in Houston, the Italian American uh, conference in Houston, which is great. And then we just so happened to be on the plane going back together on Halloween. And uh, it was really great talking to you. And it was, I'm so glad that, that, that I was able to get a seat next to you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what you teach, what your coursework is, just to kind of give the, the listeners a feel for uh, the subject matter, and uh, I think that would be helpful. Sure, absolutely. Well, I teach in the Department of Languages and Cultures at FIT, so sort of one of the primary um, <clears throat> roles in which I serve is to teach Italian. So I teach Italian at every level, at the you know elementary up through sort of, you know, intermediate, advanced, our students mm-hmm. don't tend to get farther than that. Um, but because we have, in addition to an Italian minor, we have an Italian studies minor. I'm actually able to teach some of the courses that I've kind of developed over the years in other institutions that I've taught. I've taught at Hofstra and UConn and Barnard and Columbia and Fordham. And, um, and so I teach a course on Italian-American cultural studies, uh, which is really great. I've taught it in in the classroom and online as well. Mm-hmm. And I teach film studies because because I'm originally really a film scholar. I sort of consider that my primary uh, mm. training. So through the Department of Film, Media, and Performing Arts, I teach courses, some that have nothing to do with Italy or you know Italian-American studies, like a course on melodrama, a course on food in film, Um, but I also teach, uh, Italian cinema and mafia movies, right? which I would say is probably the most popular of all the courses I teach. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did you, did you study Italian to, to bolster your, uh, your film school studies or was, did one come before the other, or you were kind of interested, interested in them at the same time? Um, it sort of happened at the same time, and I, I, I would mm. say, like, by the time I was in high school, I really was desperate to study Italian. I just, I sort of knew that was the language I wanted to study, 
But I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it was not mm-hmm. common or actually almost impossible that public schools would offer Italian right. as one of the, the foreign languages. I mean, my, my high school had Swahili and Japanese, but it did not have Italian. So I had to wait till college. But um, I also was pretty determined to, to study in Italy, you know, and to do my junior year abroad. So um, I started, I started, I guess, when I was 18, I started studying mm. Italian. But it was kind of separate from the film. It wasn't because, specifically because I was interested in Italian cinema. It was just I knew I wanted to study the language. And then luckily the two were able to meet those two passions. Right, so. right. Because I, I would imagine at, at, at that age, um, I mean, at least for me, um, uh, probably, I mean, you may not have known about the great history and tradition of Italian films and neorealism, I would imagine at 18, maybe some inkling, but, uh, but the interest in the language was the driving factor. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say, what got you into mafia films? I mean, when you told me, I was like, wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> Tell me more. I can't wait to, so I'm sure everyone well, wants to know what, what was the driving yeah. factor. Yeah. I, I, well, first of all, I sort of fell into it. I, um, <clears throat> was uh, sort of a teaching assistant to my dissertation advisor at Columbia, Nelson Moe. And he originated this mafia movies course at Barnard, which was a really, really interesting course that was divided half Italian films and half American films. So Mm -hmm. when he went on leave, I was able to sort of take over that class. And so I, I got some experience that way. And then you know, it, it continued to interest me. And then I was asked to contribute a piece to um, this uh, edited volume uh, by Dennis Ranga, uh, who's a professor at Ohio State, um, on mafia movies, which has just come out in its second edition now. So it's, it's you know, a really useful book. I think a lot of people are using it for classes and stuff. And it, it covers Italian as well as American films. That's why she she did a second edition so that it would have, you know, it would include everything that's come out in the past, you know, five or ten years since the first edition came out. Right. And uh, I contributed a piece. It's called Mafia Movies. It's called Mafia Movies, a Reader. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, by Ranga, R-E-A-N-G-A. And, uh, yeah, I use it for my course because it just has these great short essays by all kinds of different scholars. A lot of people in film studies, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, I contributed a piece for that on uh, Pritzi's Honor. And um, and that sort of created a template in some way for what my entry point into mafia movies is, which is really gender. And mm. since I do a lot of work and, you know, the work I do also just on, you know, other films and television all tends to revolve around gender and issues of masculinity, then that's kind of been something that has helped continue my interest. And then I, I ended up creating my own mafia movies course, which is only Italian cinema actually. Um, and right. it's just been, it's just been, you know, a great experience and it's, it's changed my research. So that now I'm, I'm more focused on mafia movies than I would have been before probably. Right, right. And I, I want to unpack some of that because I, I, I want to talk about some of the, the films that you, that you watch. I did see your curriculum and we, 
we uh, shared notes back and forth and uh, when we were mm-hmm. on the plane ride. Um, talk a little bit more about uh, the issues of masculinity. Uh, I, I, you know, curious to hear, you know, what, I mean, there are things that are obvious, you know, the hyper-masculinity and, and that kind of thing, but can you tell us more about um, what a student could expect to learn and just maybe some things you've learned in this exploration of, uh, of the topic? Yeah, well, it's, you know, I, I, I'm not even sure I figured it out myself, but uh, I think there are a couple things going on. You know, when I, when I ask my students, why did you enroll in this course? What is, what mm-hmm. is it that's so interesting to you? And they say, well, I just love mafia movies. And what's interesting to me is they don't just say I love crime movies or I like movies with guns in them or I, you know, right. or I like Italian movies. They, there's something very, very specific about the mafia. There's a certain mystique. And so in terms of masculinity, that is also, that's a construct. It's not just something, it's not just like, you know, being male. It's a way that we create ideas, we create images, we try to idealize a certain kind of behavior, um, a certain kind of look, all of of those things. Mm -hmm. And that's what the study of sort of masculinities is. And so the mafia movie, of course, has a perfect, uh, is sort of a perfect example of that because it is about representation. It's not, um, it's not just about, you know, crime in and of itself. It has something to do with a mystique and a certain kind of desire, a desire for a certain way of being, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because, of course, these are also movies about sort of terrible things that, I mean, it, uh, you can't yeah. have a mafia okay. movie without terrible things happening. Right. And so what is it that is so appealing? What is it that, that sort of, what do we desire about this status yeah. or, or that the kind of mystique that, that is involved or wrapped up in that word mafia? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and one of the things we were talking about that I think was interesting and, and you're alluding to it, I, I'm thinking you're alluding to it is, is I think we see on the film, um, in the films and in, in the movies, we see these characters that their rec- recklessness and their power lust and is so, uh, it's so off the charts that it's sort of mm-hmm. it's a fantasy for us. Like, wow, that guy walked into that thing and, you know, pulled out, you know, he did something horrible, but like he showed no, uh, there was no remorse. There were no limits. It was, uh, kind of a cowboy, you know, times a, th- a thousand. And is, do you think that's kind of what's start, sort of the appeal is this id unleashed and no boundaries and, and that people see that on the screen and they kind of, they relate to that or they want to relate to that? Well, I think people do, th- that does appeal to people, you know, the idea of transgressing, transgressing the laws of of normal, you know, morality and everything like that. But I think what's specific to the mafia film that you don't find in other kind of just bad guy pictures is that it's also still tied up with certain codes, Mm -hmm. codes of behavior, the idea of honor, the idea of family, all the things that we know are sort of have been invoked for, you know, a century and a half Mm -hmm. to justify the mafia. Right. that combination, that that tension between 
you know, the bravado of the criminal, um, that recklessness you're talking about, the violence, because I think people do desire violence. They desire to see it. You know, they want to sort of experience it vicariously. Mm-hmm. Mixed with, as well, like a very restrained, very limited kind of sphere. I mean, this is a, this is a, a you know, a society that you, that nobody, you know, can just, it's not open to us. You can't just join it if you feel like it, you know, it's right. very, very restricted. So I think it's that tension that, that really is kind of appealing or seductive to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as, uh, uh, as, uh, what's his name? Hill says in uh, Goodfellas, it was m- among the Italians. It was real greaseball shit, you know, that kind right. of stuff. Um, but actually it does raise the question. Um, and, and what are your thoughts on this? You know, there were there were other mafias before the Italian mafia. There were other gangsters. There were the Jewish gangsters, the Irish gangsters. But, I mean, primarily mafia films and gangster films have been focused mainly on the, you know, the, the southern Italians. Do, do you think, is that a coincidence? Or why do you think that is? Is, um, is there any, is there anything that comes out of that or is it just, that just happened, you know, that's just an organically happened phenomenon. It's a good question because it, it's, it, you know, I, I think it has to do again with the appeal of the other and the, what the Italian mafia had that the Irish and the Jewish mafia didn't really have so much was sort of this connection to a culture that, seemed more exotic, I think, in some ways, mm. um, to American audiences, at least, or certainly to sort of, you know, wasp audiences. But mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, there's a really interesting article on, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, it's, it's by a, a film scholar called Vera Dica, and on ethnicity and the Godfather. And she talks about the popularity of the Godfather and the importance of it in a way as um, sort of serving this um, this desire to return to ethnicity at a time when it was really kind of unraveling in American culture in the 1970s. And I do think that is a part of it. I think the idea that it's connected to to an Italian identity, to um, to sort of an ethnic belonging, does make the mafia, the Italian mafia, more special, more appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, than other mafias in the United States. Yeah, and there you know, have and, been movies about them, but they're not. You know, they 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 really don't have the same sort of. You know, I mean, what you loved about The Godfather is the texture of it when when you know Michael and Solozzo can start speaking Italian to each or speaking Sicilian to each other. Then it, yeah. it suddenly you know became much richer. I think. Mm-hmm. For audiences, you know. I mean, certainly for me, and you know, and I do, I do really love those films. I really do, um, for a host of reasons. Um, and it, it very well, you know, and I'm not an expert on the subject. I mean, it very well could be just also time, history, um, at the at the time when film, American film, was really taking off, um, was a time of assimilation for other ethnic groups, and it was still a time of Italians coming into this country and um you know when you're the you're the newbie you're kind of you know people walk in if you walk into the the, the door and you're the new guy in the room you're more likely to be made fun of so 
So it, it could mm-hmm. be some of that too, just kind of time and uh, historical context and, and just that kind of, they were the other at that time. And that was exotic and interesting, you know, and it, and that tradition may have just kind of kept because it's such a successful formula. Why mess with it? All right. And now it's, and now it's become a part of sort of, the American story. So even if mm-hmm. it is specifically Italian American, it is, yeah. you know, the Godfather is the great American novel on screen in a certain right. way. And so it that, that's kind of interesting to me, but I, I think you're right. I do think it, it does have to do with sort of where Italians were at that, at that time, you know, particularly in the twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, as a response to that. And then politically, of course, also, you know, who can you kind of get away with making fun of? Right. Even though there was right. there was the Hayes Code, and it specifically said you could not demean a particular ethnic group, they would just not use the word, but they'd still have, you know, Paul Muni speaking in some horrendous, exactly. you know, yeah. pseudo-Italian <laughs> accent. Right, know? right. Right, exactly. Um, and... Um, and it's interesting, though, I know it does what what I find interesting about this is the it's really the tip of um, it's the tip of the iceberg, you know, the mafia films. And and as your your coursework, your curriculum show, there's a there's a depth beyond that. So there's a depth, uh, you know, it, there's continuity that goes extends back to Verga and uh, Shasha. Mm-hmm. And I know you teach yeah. those, you know, you, you'll teach those books, um, you, you assign those books um, with, uh, with the coursework. And I guess, you know, among, what are, what are some of your favorite books in, in, that you assign and, and how do your students respond to those, uh, to those books? And, and as being part of, I realize it's a, a lot of questions I'm asking, so parse them out as, as, as you can digest them. Um, are the students receptive to the, the curriculum, uh, the list of books, and do they feel it's naturally fitting with the, the coursework that you're teaching? Like Verga, I for think, example, Shasha? Yeah, well, I think the Verga really throws them for a loop because what I do is they read the short story, Cavalleria Rusticana, mm-hmm. which has, is sort of considered, it's not a mafia story at all, but right. it introduces this idea of rustic chivalry and a way of um, using, you know, codes of honor, um, ritualistic violence, and the association with sort of a, a, a particular ethnic other, uh, because Virgo, of course, though a Sicilian, was writing for northern Italian audiences, so they really felt they were reading mm-hmm. about, you know, people who were, you know, so different from them. Right. And how that creates, that helps support the myth of the mafia, you know, the myth, which is not the reality. You know, I try to explain to them, you know, the mafia is about money. I mean, yes, there's power. There's all this other stuff that comes with it, but it's essentially right. an organization that it, that is capitalistic in its nature. And, um, and so it isn't just about a way of being, you know, it's, it's not a religion. It's not this or that. <laughs> right. um, but I want them to understand that myth. So they get confused, but then, they, but then I think it, it sort of helps give them sort of um, a starting point to, to launch from. Yeah. Um, and then with Shasha, of course, they're very confused by it because he writes in such an elliptical fashion 
Um, It doesn't follow the dictates of the regular detective novel, you know, that sort of has a logical progression. And um, and yet, so I I find some of them are maybe less receptive to that. But what we do is we read it in little chunks, little bits and pieces throughout the first half of the semester. And I ask them to compare each piece to one of the films we watch each week. And that Mm -hmm. helps because then they can start really sort of identifying themes, you know, themes such as, you know, silence or landscape or um, Mm -hmm. outsider versus insider or whatever it is. And then, then they have sort of a means to, to approach the novel. And then as a treat, I give them, you know, some, um, you know, Camilleri's um, Inspector Montalbano series. I give them right. some short stories from that, which because it's fun reading. And in a way, it's sort of a return to, you know, the easy detective story, um, right. which shows them in a way how how far we've come in, in terms of our perspective in the mafia. And, you know, in, in Shasha's time, it was really, it was a, a very tense time in Italy, certainly, uh, yeah. in terms of, you know, being able to discuss the mafia and uh, and sort of analyze its role in in Italian government, in Italian mm-hmm. uh, economy, things that are really really big issues there. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, the day of the owl and just Shasha in general. Whereas Camilleri is light, um, he's light. Mm-hmm. He's, it's funny, and it's uh, Shasha is like. You know, everyone knows what happened, but no one's talking about it, and it's it's eerie, and uh, uh, he he's a whole different uh, ball of wax for sure. Um, but uh, you know, I could see there are so many great books. You know, in 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 that, I guess you could say you could package, you could include in in that curriculum, uh, like uh, Peter Moss's The Veloci Papers. I thought that was an mm-hmm. amazing book, and uh, he wrote one on also on Gotti. I can't remember the. It was on Sammy the Bull, Gravano, and Gotti. Oh, and okay, it was yeah. Excellent. It was excellent because of his investigatory, moving back and forth between journalism and then uh, quoting, speaking in the language of the characters he's talking about, and doing it in such a way that was so authentic. It's uh, in, in their kind of dialect. I mean, English, you know, speaking. But the way, like you know, Twain had people speak English in in vernacular. Um, I, I thought Peter Moss did an amazing uh, job, and and Pileggi, Nicholas Pileggi. Yeah. Um, have you ever assigned any of those books? And uh, I, I don't think I saw them on your the curriculum. No, I mean when I taught uh, for the uh, the mafia movies that included the American films, mm-hmm. then we did do uh, we did do Pileggi. We didn't do the Valachi papers, but we did wise guys. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was great. I mean, and that's, that's such a great read. That book. Oh man. It's a great and, book. and we do the Godfather, you know, so they can yeah. also see, you know, uh, which is such a fascinating study, you know, of, of an adaptation also. Um, and, and the difference between the novel and the, and the film, which is, which is so striking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, mafia literature is, is also sort of really underexplored. I mean, there's some people who have who have written on it, you know, like Fred Garda Fay yeah. um, in writing about, you know, sort of the wise guy is, you know, is this kind of figure in Italian-American literature. 
But mm-hmm. it's still, it's still not, I mean, I think in a larger sense, it really is a, a field that could get a lot more recognition just in, mm-hmm. in, you know, even outside of that sort of container of Italian American literature. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, that, that is definitely work to be done. I, think. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's, there's, it's an interesting, it is an interesting body of literature when you extend it, as you do, you extend it back to historical roots in Sicily. And, and also the film, uh, uh, the, your film uh, curriculum. I mean, these are great films. The Mafioso, that, that is a great film. Mm. Um, and the, I love uh, Rossellini's films, you know, Rome Open City and um, uh, Generale Della Rovere. Um, mm. Just in a number of those other films, they're, they're, I think they help give context to who are these people that did come in this context, in this situation, why might they have been, you know, prone towards these kinds of uh, this, uh, and I'm talking mafia, you know, what was the socioeconomic condition when they came. And I think when, when you see it in that bigger context, connecting film, literature, that proceeds and then up to the current date, you know, that, that sort of rounds it out and, and gives some meaning to it instead of just, you know, these are uncouth, you know, savages because that's just how they are, (laughs) you know? Right. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, um, it's nice for me to be able to teach my mafia movies class um, and the same semester that I'm teaching Italian American cultural studies, because in that course, we do a whole unit on the mafia, um, the mafia and the mythology around it. And, you know, we watch The Godfather. We also see Mean Streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get these kind of two versions, you know, the mafia from above and the mafia from below kind of. And, right, um, right. And, but they can connect it to everything they've already been studying about immigration, about assimilation, all the literature they've been reading, you know, John Fonte, Pietro Di Donato and all that. And it gives them an understanding of, of the mafia sort of within that cultural context that I think is very helpful. Right. Um, and yeah. so, you know, that's something I would like to bring to the other course as well. You know, the problem is always time as always, mm-hmm. it's always limited. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and on a, on a bit of a lighter note, did you, I'm sure you've seen the Irishman. What did you think? I really liked it. I liked it. I didn't, I, I felt it was rehearsing some, some things we've already seen before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and so it wasn't, it didn't stick with me in the way that, uh, that other films have, including sort of other, other recent films that, that, you know, were part of that yeah. whole Oscar cycle. So there were some great, great parts about it. And it's obviously a story that is, um, you know, so, so big in, you know, American mythology. Mm -hmm. I had, I had such an interesting conversation with one of my colleagues who's from Spain and she saw it and she just, she's like, I just don't get any of it. And she's like, and I've never heard of any of these, like, she's like, who's Jimmy Hoffa? I've never heard of him. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I guess, yeah, you really got to understand this country and, in, in order to sort of appreciate uh, what, the, what the film is doing in some ways. 
Yeah, yeah, and I read the book. Um, I heard you paint houses, um, mm-hmm. but if I'm honest, I didn't love the film. And part of it is that I, what I didn't love is there wasn't as much comedy. So even in mm. all of the horror and the, 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 you can't believe what's going on, you know, when they're digging a ditch or they've just murdered someone, there's still comedy. There's still, it's laugh. You, you can laugh at some of the really horrific things that are going on. There's that scene where there's the fish in the back of the car and there's like a fish smell lingering. And oh, that yeah. scene just wasn't funny. There's just there's nothing funny about it. And you would have thought that between Scorsese and the actors and they could have, they could have, you know, dredged up some comedy out of what was, you know, a kind of throwaway moment. Because um, the only thing about that would be that it's funny. There's a fish mill in the back of the car Make and, and find humor. But it's just right. it was awkward and just didn't go anywhere, you know, I thought. Yeah, and that, that was sort of the, you know, the whole film. Like, it, it's like, you know, one of the great things about Goodfellas is, of course, the humor, the black humor, yeah. Um, and the, but also the energy, and that's why you know when I when I think like well it, you know the Irishman didn't sort of introduce anything new in terms of what Scorsese is capable of doing it it sort of lacks spontaneity and I think humor mm-hmm. comes from spontaneity in a sense that this is all fresh this is all just happening right um, and it wasn't there it was all sort of well plotted out in, in right. a certain way. And I think a lot of the stuff, you know, the scenes with uh, Pesci and a lot of that was improvised. So there were scripts and there were outlines, mm. but then some of it was they were just kind of talking and working and, and, and those things developed. Um, yeah. But that was just my impression. Um, and, I, and I guess, you know, in conclusion, um, just some of your thoughts, uh, you know, and, I, and it sort of ties into the Irishman. I mean, do you think that the Irishman was uh, kind of telling us that have we reached the end of, of new and exciting mafia films or, or what are your thoughts on that? Or, or has Scorsese reached his end? <laughs> well, you never, you, you know, you never know. Never say never. Right. Um, <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to say anything about Scorsese. He's <laughs> far yeah. too important to, you know, who knows? Um, it, uh, it's interesting because, uh, you know, when, when the Sopranos first came out, um, the way that it was described to me was, you know, this is, this is the, the, the program that will finally sort of put the nail in the coffin of the mafia mm-hmm. genre. <laughs> and because it sort of, it, because it does undoes so much of the mythology and because it sort of takes it all to its logical conclusion in some ways. And, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's true, but it, it may be in, in the sense that that's sort of from the American perspective, that's like, you know, one of the last great mafia mer- narratives that I, I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and it's funny because in Italy it's it's very different. You know, they're it's now such a huge part of their uh, their film and especially their their television. You know, their prestige TV shows like Gomorra mm-hmm. and Sabura, and um, it's they're sort of on a roll with right. with the mafia theme <laughs> and organized crime in general, especially as they start to sort of portray different you know, more than just the Sicilian mafia, but the Neapolitan Camorra and the right. Drangheta and all that. 
So uh, they're following a totally different trajectory, but it may be that um, that that we're kind of done here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it remains to be seen again. No, it's true. It's true. We don't we don't have a crystal ball. Um, but I think, um, you know, in terms of I don't think people will stop being interested in the study of it. Um, and I think what you said, um, you know, regarding, you know, the masculinity and the code and the culture of it, those are things people will. I mean, I still write about those things. I still think about those things because they're in the the repository, they're in the toolkit, they're just, they're a part of, you know, the experience. So mm-hmm. I think probably people will, you know, for some un, un, unseen time, uh, unknown time, will continue to process. And maybe with history, you know, it will be, because I would say for growing up for me, it probably wasn't something I wanted to talk about at 16 <laughs> with other people. But now with it being kind of in history more and, you know, it, it, you can look at it with some distance and it's not so emotionally volatile and close. Um, so, you know, I think I could see that what you're teaching will just become a marker, a part of the American history, you know, in context of immigration and, you know, Italian American immigration to this country. So uh, I, I mm-hmm. see it going on forever. I, uh, I hope so. I mean, and yeah. but also, you know, what it comes down to I mean, historically, I think, yeah, that distance absolutely will, you know, it's still an important kind of, uh, you know, set of stories that we need to know. But when it also Mm -hmm. comes down to is that they are, in terms of mafia movies, these are stories. And so the reason we love to watch them partly is because they tell us something about the human condition and that will never change. Right. Right. Well, it was really enjoyable and fun uh, talking to you, and um, I'm really excited. I, it would be great for more people to read uh, the curriculum that you lay out and, and see the films that you study with your students. Um, but it was really my pleasure to, to chat and talk with you, and uh, I'm sure we'll be speaking and talking again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Rebecca. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. You too.